forever, ever, forever, ever, and ever, forever, ever. Player made forever, forever, ever, forever, ever, and ever, forever, ever, and ever, ever. Player pimping waste is 93. I'm the last of a dying breed. Elevating the entire league. Jump and jump and jump and shoot the three. Young and restless, barely seeing sleep. Living in the belly of the beast. Pit bulls running off the leash. That's how I'm chasing my destiny. Royalty is Welcome in, everybody, to the Malvin Nation. The AM Nation Pod. Your source for gaming, sports, anime news, and so much more. This is a chilly Friday, January 19th. Um, as we record this, it'll get you ready for divisional football weekend. That'll be by the time you listen to this, it'll be divisional weekend, right? You'll be listening to this on Saturday or Sunday, so or maybe after it's done. You know what I mean? No judgment. It's cool. Um, as always, I am the anime watch. Bodie Knife Gang reppin'. John Cena's bestie, the Shack Daddy himself, Ryan Green Machine Editor. And joining me today, Petey Tahiti Argus. Pete, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. Good. Um, in Northeast Ohio today, we got a lot of snow. Uh, You're so welcome. it was nice. I got to use my snowblower. So it was a great day. And it's a Friday, and we got divisional round football. So cannot complain. I feel like this is might be this might be one of the best like football weekends, I think, for the NFL. Because divisional round, it's like, I don't know, you get like two games on each day. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of divisional round. Because like conference championship, it's like you have the two on Sunday. Yeah. And it just seems like, I don't know, it just doesn't seem as cool. And it's like to have that opportunity to go to the like NFC or AFC championship just seems like it's just, I don't know. It's just cool. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of divisional round. And uh, but no, man, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, doing good. It's very cold here in uh, Chicagoland area. It is extremely, extremely cold. We had like a nice day yesterday. It was like 25 degrees. Felt real warm. Felt like tropical for a second. Um, and then woke up today to a bunch more snow and five degrees. Uh, with windchill probably in the negatives again so real cool um your boy decided to sign up and work an extra shift so i'll be working tomorrow uh evening so i'll be working while the games are on yeah i'll be i'll be watching at work don't worry about it like it's no big deal everybody knows even like i think some of the bosses are packer fans so like they have to watch it you know what i mean shame on shame (laughs) on them sucks to be them but like whatever dude you know what i mean Uh, but yeah, so I didn't really realize it because I was like, oh, I could have worked day shift. I was like, I don't want to do that on Saturday. I'm just going to go in with my brothers and work afternoons and it'll be fine. And then I'm like sitting there I'm like, oh, dude, there's football on that day. And those are probably the two games I care about. I'm like, oh, well, oh, well, whatever. It's fine. Um, also joining us today. She is the rain dancer herself. Elaine Shearcliffe. Elaine, how are you? Oh, you know, it's a week. Uh, but I will say, in Northeast Ohio, there is not a lot of snow, depending on where you live. <laughs> Northeast Ohio. The Akron area did not get hammered the way they did up in Cleveland. Mm. So, God bless that. God bless. God bless the lack of snow in Akron. Um, yeah, it's snowing right now out here, guys. So, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Uh, also, fun fact, when you live somewhere where there's not a lot of civilization, those roads really don't get touched by the plows. So it's it's really cool 
the daily commute is really really cool everybody um, even if you live in downtown Cleveland, they don't touch the road with plows. Oof. That's what I heard today from everyone that lives downtown. And then, like, a water main broke, and so that made everything worse. Right on East 9th. But don't worry, the monsters who play out of Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, which is right there, they still had a game. Everything was fine. <laughs> oh, good. You know what I mean? Gotta keep playing. You know what I mean? The love of the game. Um, Play outside. Do it. Play on the water main brink. <laughs> yeah, why not? You know what I mean? Get some action out there. Um, before we dive into all the news, as always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at AmNationPod. Hit the follow button on all those. Listen on the podcast platforms of choice, such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search Amalgamation Nation. Like the show, share, listen, all that good things. We appreciate it. Twitch.tv slash UndeadBlackBulls, where you find David whenever he streams. Uh, make sure you give him a follow and a sub. If you do have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch gaming sub a month, so give it to Undead Black Bull. And the Epic Games content creator code is AMNationPaz. So whether you're on the Epic Games or on your PC, maybe you're playing Fortnite on any of your other devices, including Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, your phone, whatever. Uh, use that content creator code AMNationPod, and it helps support the show at no extra cost to you. All right, where do we want to begin? You know what? Let's do it. Let's, do, let's just do it. Rip the bandaid off. Major, major cuts to sports illustrated uh the arena group which publishes sports illustration recently missed a 3.75 million payment to si's license holder authentic leading authentics to sever the deal on friday arena started laying off employees uh it, it like nasty amount of massive layoffs um and with the potential for the entire staff possibly to be gone in the next three months Pete, I'll start with you. Uh, everyone here on this show at least is old enough to remember getting the Sports Illustrated magazines and stuff. So how how did you react to this today? Um, it sucks. Um, it sucks for Sports Illustrated. Um, my dad, I know, he still gets Sports Illustrated. So he's probably even devastated uh, about this. Uh, but Sports Illustrated was always so cool. Um, it was like whatever big sporting event, especially like I feel like for championships. Um, it was like, oh, you know, like for, you know, when the White Sox won, I'm sure like yep. Ryan, like, you know, getting that cover was like super cool. Um, I know, you know, growing up, like getting the Packers one after they won the Super Bowl was super sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the end of an era. I mean, it's just how it is, um, you know, with the changing times, it just sucks. But um, yeah, and even like as a kid getting like the Sports Illustrated for kids was like super cool. It was cool, like getting those. Um, so it just... Just sucks from that standpoint, but I don't know. It's just how it is, and yeah, sucks. But that's just—I mean, that's just the times we're in right now. Right, hundred percent. Uh, Elaine, I know this one hurt you, hurt you deep. Yeah. Well, I loved SI Kids, by the way. Like they had the cards in there. Every yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I still actually I was going through some stuff in my parents' house and I still have some like they're still in the sheet and I was like oh man this is great um, but for me yeah it's really tough because you know growing up I always wanted to have a byline in that magazine and it's like it's probably not going to happen now uh, and then it just it's just another realization like people ask me all the time well, you could do this for like a full time for a living. And I'm like, oh, word, <laughs> like, can I? Um, and it just, it just 
reminds people who are in journalism, especially sports journalism, that you're just you're just not going to make the money and that for a lot of people, it's always going to be like this part time thing that you do until one day you say, um, I can't do this anymore because I have a family or I want a family. And you got to depend on your job. So it's uh, a little <laughs> a little depressing. Um, and the, yeah, like the the covers and stuff were so they always had like the best pictures, right? Yep. That, that just encapsulated how you were feeling, it invoked like a memory from that game or from that player. It, they just did such a good job at it. And to not put that kind of care to like pay something <laughs> that's super important to lead this deal to end, like that's disappointing. Um, I did see that a lot of people were working within the, like with the union like trying to make some things work with better pay and stuff. So I do find it interesting of the timing of that. Like there were some union issues like between the union and them. So I do find that a little interesting that all of a sudden, like they didn't pay it and then this happens and they lay off all their staff and it's just a bummer. Yeah. Absolutely. I was looking at covers earlier. Somebody was sharing, and like Pete, you mentioned the White Sox World Series cover, uh, the one of the Mark Bur- Mark Burley Perfect Games, um, mm-hmm. that cover. Yeah, there's some there's some really cool ones. Um, so yeah, this is uh, super shitty. As you also mentioned, I mean, this is kind of like times, right? I mean, I think that journalism in general, when it comes to this familiar familiar way of journalism, is just it, it's uh, an old relic of the past at this point right like i think uh, you know i mean elaine you could speak because you you publish yours online now right and um i think even that it's it's a crazy thing right because how much do the websites get hits anymore right i know other people that work for other different uh publishing companies and it's like i don't know man like it's just there's not you're not getting the people to draw drove into that anymore right uh it's really about quick clicks on social media um podcasting obviously that b- blew up like way down you know later um and people thought that wasn't going to be a thing and it kind of really took a hammer to radio right radios kind of has the same issues that's why so many radio stations i don't know if you notice this p like they uh, they'll stream on twitch now right so like espn 1000 670 the score really? all stre- they all stream on twitch yeah Mm-hmm. Really smart though. It is super yeah. smart. That's they stream smart, on twitch and youtube adaptation yeah, yeah to allow you to be able to do both Yep. And still keep like the analog and then go into the digital world. I feel like that's really smart. So they learned mm-hmm. how to adapt. The problem is a lot of these like written word did not, they could not ever figure out how to adapt properly. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So super shitty to see for Sports Illustrated. Um, but yeah, this is kind of kind of where we're at. Um, real quick. I was I was sitting here drinking this, so I got this from Ghost. Their hydration drink. So if you guys have ever had Prime, or like Gatorade, I guess, but Prime is a good example, right? It's just like Ghost's version of that, and it's so much better than Prime. So just so everybody wow. knows, when this comes out, fuck Prime. You know what I mean? Get Ghost. I thought I thought you were talking about Amazon Prime. Oh, I love Amazon Prime, dude. But I meant no, the glorious gift from Northeast Ohio, the Paul Brothers, uh, Logan's drink. Prime. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, PTD, we do have a little bit of baseball to discuss, don't we? 
We do. We do. And it's about your team, baby. It's about the White Sox. They move into the South Loop. I fucking hey, hope so, know, dude. Did, we've had all these talks about the White Sox. Be like, oh, they're going to move. They're going to move. Yeah. Why don't they just move to another part of Chicago? Yeah. To the South Loop. I mean... Ryan, we gotta be jacked, right? I mean, you saw all the, you know, pictures. Dude, my dad sent me them today, dude. Drop. Yes, dude. My dad sent me these today, and I literally texted him, and I go, I would love to watch a shitty-ass team in that ballpark. I have no problem with it. Like, I love all the White Sox fans on Twitter. We're, we're all in agreement of, like, dude, I'll go watch a team lose 100 games in a season with the skyline background. It would be so great. Jerry, now here's the problem. Now, let me... I love it. I'm all for it. That property's been sitting there. Why not? All for yeah. it, dude. Could you imagine? It probably wouldn't be Luis Robert because we'll probably trade him by then, but like somebody on the White Sox or maybe the other team, I don't know, hitting dingers in the Chicago River. So cool, dude. That'd be sweet. So cool. Um, and then all you got to do is just head straight up Clark and you'll get to Wrigley. You know there what I mean, go. dude? It's not bad. It's not it's bad. You still take the train in. Yep, it'd be great problem here it is so jerry reinsdorf very much could front the money for the stadium himself and still be a billionaire and like it'd still all be cool he will not uh it would require public funding which they're not gonna get i just i just don't think that i don't think it happens jerry's thing too like from the chicago sun times report like it seems like it's being discussed very heavily right now but like I also saw it was like a baseball complex. So like the idea of like being able to do other things is not in the table for that. And in case anybody's curious on why that, what you're, you gotta be thinking like, why would you do that? You don't want to like the opportunity for other things. No, because he has the United center. It's the same reason that we got that dog shit on a renovation that they called soldier field. Jerry Reinsdorf blocked, blocked it from ever getting a roof because he was worried it would get events and take away from revenue of his United center. You know what I mean? Um, which is still weird to me, though. Like, why you, if you were to build a new park for the Sox, like, I don't, whatever. You know what I mean? But I'd be so excited for this. It would be great. It's it's not going to happen. Um, but I do think if I had to put a, like, a number on, like, what's more likely to happen, this or the White Sox leave the state, this is more likely to happen. I just don't see the White Sox leaving the state. I really don't. I know, like, myself, my dad, my uncle, and, like, others that are close to, we're very pessimistic when it comes to the White Sox. So, like, they're all very much on board of, like, yeah, this team's going to leave, dude. This team's leaving to, like, Nashville or Portland or some shit, you know? And I don't see that happening realistically. Like, if I were to take myself out of how negative I am about the White Sox, I just don't see it. Um, The lease for guaranteed rate, the G rate, comes up in, like, 2028, I believe. So, like, this is definitely something they're going to have to start thinking. Um, and I would love it, dude. I get it. Like, you know, Old Comiskey is the parking lot of the G-Rate. I get it. But, like, dude, that ballpark could pick. The ballpark's not bad. Like, I know other people yeah. that, like, aren't Sox fans when they come to Chicago and they go to it. They're like, no, this is actually a really nice ballpark, dude. It's really not that bad. I'm like, I get it. It's just when you think about the stadiums that got built right after it, or right around the time of it, that's when you realize it's kind of shitty. You know what I mean? Like when I'm like, oh yeah, Miller Park and PNC and uh, Minute Maid and like some of the others, you know, it's not like Tropicana bad. You know what I mean? It's not like that, you know? But it's also just, okay, it's okay. I think it's an okay ballpark. Um, 
But yeah, I'm all for this, dude. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Put us on the South Loop, baby. Let's get it. That'd be sweet. So, that would be awesome. My dad and I were talking about that, actually. Because um, when we lived there, we had season tickets through his work because he worked for Chicago Block and Brick. So those were like where you're not sending blue-collar workers to Wrigley. <laughs> um <laughs> And he was like, he actually thinks that they might be able to finagle some like public funding if, because there would be a lot of businesses who would get behind it moving there. That'd be cool. Yeah. To get like the South side to back it and like the West, the like Western suburbs as well. He thinks that like they would actually maybe be able to do it with some sort of public funding, not like full on, but you know, you throw a couple of like you throw the bl- the brick people behind it. <laughs> like, right. You're gonna get a lot of people who are like, "Oh yeah, I totally am down for a move, and I'll pay for part of it." I'd be so I'd be so excited. I'd be so happy to watch that shit ass team. But like, that's the thing. Someone else today at made a at work made a great point too. Where like I talk about how like they didn't even want to public fund a new stadium for the Bears. First of all, I just want that to be known. Right, that that's a whole issue too, and if you're not going to public fund the Bears, who can bring in the people to actually like make the money on this? You're going to public fund the White Sox, dude. We're like, if we hit ten thousand, it's a good day. Like, no, maybe. You know, I mean, you know what I mean. That's where I think it gets tricky. I would love it though. I would hope you get some public funding behind it because Jerry's too fucking cheap to actually do it himself. I know that. Um and I just, maybe we could like strong arm him into it. Like maybe if I have to ever lay hands on Jerry Reinsdorf, it's to put an end to him. <laughs> I mean, I know like the mob is still kind of around, so like maybe. Yeah, be know, the end, dude. Big... <laughs> um, I do want to speak on this Bye. because that's I, I, me talking about Jerry Reinsdorf being put to an end. Uh, um, yeah. I didn't put this in the notes, I don't think, but so the Bulls did this honor, the Ring of Honor ceremony now i have a lot of issues when it comes to that one thank god my dad and i didn't get tickets thank god i remember i think i talked to you about it pete and, I, and you're yeah, like dude hell yeah, yeah. and then yeah, thank god cool. we didn't because the tickets member got jacked up and on top yep. of it no michael no scotty no rodman what's the point right that's one two my biggest thing is well scotty didn't even send a video so like fuck him Michael at least recorded a video and took the time. Um, not my fault. Your ex-wife's getting pounded by his son. You know what I mean? That's not my issue, dude. Yeah, I mean, who has? We talked about that, right? Like, if you're gonna do this Ring of Honor, like, a, you got to make sure Michael's gonna be there. You got to find a way to make. Yes, it that's what I was gonna. Why? Why are you gonna like do it when you know Scotty and him aren't gonna be in the same room together right now? Like, why would you do it? even wait a few more years? They're all still two healthy. words. Two words. Jerry Ransdorf. Mm, mm-hmm. That's Jerry being Jerry, baby. That's what I'm talking about. So, like, my thing yeah. is, yeah, I was saying, I was like, why would you, if you're going to do this, you call Michael and you say, hey, man, yeah. what day works for you, buddy? And we'll move it from there. You know what I mean? Yep. And I don't care about the, the other weekend thing. Well, like yeah, they, they ended up doing it during yeah. the week, right? Like, they did a thing on Wednesday, a thing on Thursday, and then they did the event on Friday. Stupid. It should have been like Real Friday, stupid. Saturday. Yep. Yep. It's yep. stupid. But what I also wanted to get to, besides the fact that I wanted to make fun of Jerry Reinsworth being an idiot there, they when they when they showed Jerry Krause 
and his widow was there. The UC booed so loud. And like, I don't know if people understand because I get it. They watched The Last Dance and the picture that was painted of Jerry Krause, right? You don't get the, the six titles without Jerry Krause, everybody. I just think you need to understand that. And on top of it, he's dead. Why are you booing when his widow's there? That's so wrong and so distasteful, Bulls fans. I mean, I knew it was bad when I saw like everybody on Twitter all come together and be like, yo, that you can't do that. You know, so like that's it. If there's anyone you want to boo, just boo Jerry Reinsdorf. You know what I mean? That's the easiest one. I kept telling everybody, I'm like, the day he dies, I won't shed a tear. I won't weep. Good riddance. See ya. You know what I mean? You know, burn in hell, dude. I don't care. Don't care. I fucking hate Jerry Reinsdorf. Though the passion. So like, yeah, that was real, real bad look on Bulls fans, man. Real bad. It was, yeah, it was a bad look. I mean, but like, again, I think it's just Jerry. It's Jerry Reinsdorf because like, like even at like the ring ceremonies that they had with Jerry Krause, Jerry Krause was getting booed then. Like. Do you not think that, like, they're not going to get a chance to boo, like, at that point? And, like, they showed a picture of Jerry. They, I Obviously, you know, his widow was there. And I trust me, I am not supporting the, the Bulls fans. Obviously, right. that was totally wrong. But Jerry had to have known that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Come on. He had to have known they were going to boo. Like, I felt so bad for her, for her to get booed. And, like, just the whole setup of it, it was just, like, so bad. I mean, yeah. How do you not have Mike? And like, I understand that. Like, like, they probably wanted to do it when the Warriors were in town, so Steve Kerr can be that. Right. Guess what? Sorry, Steve. You're not the main part of it. Sorry, Steve. You're not. You weren't there for all six. Why do you have the guys that were there for all six? Maybe. Maybe Jerry. Let's think about this. But um, no. From the perspective of the Bulls, that was bad. And it, like Stacey King talking about it afterwards, he's like, "Yeah, we're not Philly." We're not New York. That's like the most of the teams yeah. to do that. We're Chicago. Right. That was bad. Like even the Browns fans after like Art Modell died, like when they played the Ravens and there was that uh, moment of silence, even the Browns fans were not like booing at all. They were silent and respectful. And I'm like, if anyone really would have been allowed to have leeway on booing, I feel like it would be the Browns fans. <laughs> But they didn't. Oh man, I like, wish it was BK. Just shocking because I, I wish BK was aren't here. that way. Do you yeah. do you think do you think Reinsdorf just paid people to do that, make him look good? Probably. <laughs> it made I, him look bad. It just made everybody look this. This whole thing made Jerry look worse, dude. It really did. It was so bad. Um, but I they really were booing Jerry though. So like Jerry's yeah. like, oh, this the, I'm not booed. Do people just like forget that he's essentially like? Satan in this situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I always wondered, just like, I also think putting all the blame on, on Jerry is like bad because Scottie Pippen was going to leave probably anyways because he wanted Michael Jordan money, but he wasn't Michael Jordan. Yeah. So it was going to get broken up soon anyways. Yeah. I mean, that's just what, that's what happens. You know what I mean? It's really hard to keep together a dynasty men. like that. Yeah. Dramatic men. You're all yeah. so dramatic. <laughs> and, yeah. and there was a game that was played, and guess what? The Bulls got killed. So that's normal. That's normal. 
Okay, we have six of them to like keep me warm at night. Yep. And that one calves one, just kind of like. That calves one's pretty cool. <laughs> that calves one's pretty dope. I remember uh, being at Jose's house. I think when they won, the game four, might have been game four, and I was like, oh yeah, calves are coming back. That's all I need to see. And everyone's like, what are you talking about, dude? You smoking? What are you smoking? I'm like, I don't know, dude. This is it. And then, like, the, the LeBron block and Iguodala and just, ah, uh, what a good run Hold that on. was. I just have to say that, like, the Cavs really won that run because everyone else stepped up when LeBron gave up when they were down 3-1. I think LeBron had, like, one of his best series of all time. He still was, like, wow. eh, after they went down. Right, isn't that crazy to think, though? Like, like I think LeBron like, averaged, whatever. like, over 30 points, seven, didn't he? Yeah, but that doesn't mean he didn't give up. What do you mean? He I did. don't take LeBron slander. Won't do it. <laughs> I won't allow it. Uh, you well, don't get Cleveland that. doesn't get one without him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, that's true. Listen, okay. Like I live in Akron. You kids can't. You can't talk shit about LeBron. That's not right. Mm. But like, I, that felt like she was. It kind of felt like it was. <laughs> He's not, he, listen, he's he's human. He has off days. He had off games four, five, and six. <laughs> and then after that, he was on again. Mm. He's only human. <laughs> Man, I know. Got a little people, dangerous People are there. just wow. going to turn this off now. Like, wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, wow. 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 Everyone I work with is going to be like, all right, Elaine's done. Just like turn it unhinged, off. no reason for it. <laughs> um, I, I am unhinged. Let me Thank see. There it, there it is. Um, yeah, so there we go. That was basketball, too. It's really all I had for basketball. Um, Elaine, you wanted to start reading your tweets of the week to me and Pete. Well, and whoever else is on the show, mostly Pete and I. Um, yeah. I'll let you take it. So first of all, this week, I think you guys have seen most of the ones that I am doing. There's only three. I'm not going to be evil like that. But moving forward, it's going to be a surprise. Ooh. <laughs> so I can get your, get your uh, live reaction. Um, let's see. So these are all football related. Yay. The first one is... About actually, two of these are about Buffalo. Sorry, guys. Uh, the first one is kind of like a thread of tweets. Uh, someone had posted about how it, the Buffalo Bills game was general admission because there was so much snow. And then someone said, um, I'm assuming they will refund people who paid for good seats and just charge a GA fee for everyone. And, <laughs> and this guy literally said, they probably emptied your checking for even saying this, my man. <laughs> and I feel like that's something they would do. The If anyone could figure it out, it would be Goodell, right? <laughs> um, the second one is from this girl, Sherry is tired. And uh, she said, Taylor Swift so rudely skipped Buffalo on the Eras tour. And the universe said, nah, you're coming to Orchard Park. To watch your boyfriend lose. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, so we, I have to admit that at first I was a little skeptical about like 
the Swifties coming into the sport. I wasn't sure how it was going to vibe. And they have been some of the funniest fans <laughs> during all during all of this. Like, it's made it fun again. And then my favorite one, I shared it with Pete already. It made me laugh so hard. Um, this person said, think of how low the bar is for Jordan Love right now. All he has to do is not defraud taxpayers or espouse conspiracy theories, and he's going to be a legend. (laughs) I saw that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. (laughs) Uh, It's true, though. That's true, though. Give it time. It's true. Give it time. Yeah. They get some eventually. You know what I mean? Wow. Well, they're allowed to be great on the field, but that means there's, there's, it's the monkey paw. You know what I mean? Something has to happen, and that's usually how it goes. Oh, man. So if he wins the Super Bowl, guys, watch out. Watch out. I don't know (laughs) what he could do to go down as like the best slash worst quarterback. I'm really (laughs) sure. I don't, I don't really want to find out. I mean, I'll, I'll take a ring. I wouldn't mind a ring. So. Hey, man, I'm a Blackhawks fan. We take rings no matter what it takes. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. Got him. Woo! I'm on one today. It's because it's a Friday. It feels good. It's great. God. Whew, man. Anywho's, that's fantastic. That's the latest tweets of the week. We'll get them next week where she surprises us. It's going to be a good time. be a good time. I like it. Those are funny. Man, that Jordan Love one's going to get me. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if I can top them anymore after that one, but I hope someone does. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like it gets it gets it gets wild every week. We'll be okay. I can't wait. I'm sure there'll be another Taylor Swift one next week. So I know I love the picture of her. I just used it on so many things where like of her looking out the box because like it looks just so like perfect, like Hallmark movie esque. You know, of Taylor like looking out, kind of looks concerned a little bit. Oh my god, yeah, that's so good. So she good. Make it her next album cover. She should. She should. Um, I also really love the people that like uh, there was at one point in the game, uh, the stadium was playing Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks, obviously. And she was singing it. And someone's like, oh, dude, I totally forgot Taylor Swift's in the country. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that's how it all started, guys. That's how far we've lasted. That's how far we've gone into this, right? It's like when people forget like how to burn CDs and shit, right? Like it's it reminds me. It really speeds up my brain to remember how old I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think we could convince her to do like a metal album? And That'd be then cool. After that, then after that, she just goes full circle and goes back to country. Just really like. I I would love T Swift. I'd like T Swift to get into some grunge. You know what I mean? I'd be all for it. Yeah, I'd be all yeah. for that <laughs> shit, dude. I feel like that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty kick-ass. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. All right, let's get into playoff talk, guys. So, we gotta start with the first game of the week. We'll start with the, the Browns and the Texans. I will tell you, um, I think when we when we talked about the games, I think it was like, you know, it was kind of like I could see the Browns winning, I could see the Texans winning. I didn't see it going the way that it did. I did not think the Texans would dominate uh, on both sides of the ball the way they did, right? C.J. Stroud looked really good against a great Browns defense all year long. Um, And C.J. Stroud played really well. We talk about that first meeting this year with Houston and Cleveland, right? Stroud didn't play. Obviously, that made a huge difference. Dude balled out 
balled out uh, for a rookie in his first playoff game. Absolutely insane. Um, two pick sixes, right? You live by the Flacco, you die by the Flacco, everybody. That, that is how that goes. Uh, that was not the January Joe somewhere promised. Uh, I could tell you that. Um, but that's the January Joe Cleveland got. Um, the running game never got going on the Cleveland side of the ball. Um, Joe, again, just too many mistakes. Um, and that Texas defense played really, really well. Demico's Ryan's had them going. Um, Pete, I'll go to you first, um, as an adopted Browns fan. Um, how did, uh, how did that go on uh, Saturday? Um, not great. Not great. Um, we went over to a friend's house to watch. Um, I'm doing dry January, um, so I enjoyed myself some non-alcoholic uh, beer on Saturday, uh, which which was great for future me on Sunday. I was great, um, you know, no hangover, so that was nice from that perspective. So, um, but besides that, um, in terms of the game, I think it's going to be a general theme for all the games we're going to go over from Wildcard Weekend. Um, they. They were just way too one-dimensional, the Browns. Um, and the Achilles heel for this team has been they have not been able to get the run game going since basically Nick Chubb, you know, has been hurt yeah. um, and been out. Um, that's really been the main thing. And also, you see with all the shuffling that they've had on the offensive line, um, really for a lot of your run game to work, they, those guys have got to be in sync. So they were not um, – in sync whatsoever. Houston has really stepped it up with their run defense this year. Um, and D'Amico Rides has done a hell of a job um, there with that team. But, yeah, they just, they just got two one-dimensional. Um, and C.J. Stroud just balled out. Um, he played absolutely phenomenal in that game. Um, props to his offensive line because he had, like, no hits on him. Like, yeah. no hits on him. Um, and the DBs for the Browns just got exposed. I don't understand the whole Jim Schwartz, like how his defense is literally like number one at home and the absolute worst of 32nd in the NFL for scoring on the road. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, But yeah, that defense is not as good on the road. Um, And it sucks for the Browns because, I mean, the Browns, for them to make the playoffs, it was a unbelievable season for them to even make it to the playoffs with the amount of injuries that they had. Um, and then yeah, Houston, CJ Stroud had basically a perfect game. He played absolutely phenomenal and um, should make for a really good divisional matchup that we'll talk about later against like with them in Baltimore. But yeah, it sucks for the Browns to lose, um, especially here locally. But I mean, Texans had an unbelievable game. Elaine, as quickly as you came back to the Browns is as quickly as you leave. Um, unfortunate. Um, t- how were how you there? How'd you handle it? I know it was a bad start to your playoff weekend that you were excited to tune into. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did win $8 off of CJ Stroud. Like she's she gets she's one week on the show, bro, and she's already just betting. Wow. You know what I mean? What a degenerate. I love it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. It it also stunk because my mom was trying to be like fake supportive of the Browns, but in the back of her mind, she's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
getting so mad because he would do something and she'd be like, oh, darn, that's so bad. And I'm like, just stop. Just stop. Here's, you know, like, here's the wound. Just take the salt. Just rub it in there some more, mother. <laughs> Poor Ohio fans, dude. Right? You got C.D. Stroud from Ohio State. Tearing up your browns. Must be yeah. tough. I I think um, what was more disappointing is that it just wasn't... I wasn't close at all. Like, they manhandled them, it felt like. Yeah. You know? And there were so many times I watched, like, a... Like a beautiful pass, beautiful leap into the into the the end zone from from like Houston, and I was just like, "There is some really sexy football going on, but it is not happening <laughs> with the team that I need it to happen with." Um, so it it was just kind of hard to enjoy too, because you're like, "What's going on?" And I think that maybe the defense, like, they need cloud coverage like to do well um i i think the sun being in the sun at some point was just a little too much because they don't see it and it just like depleted them or something i don't know (laughs) uh it was just really disappointing so uh Mm. i mean my dad was very positive and was like don't worry there's always next year and i was like "Mm." (laughs) Not if, not for me, not if Deshaun is playing, but. <laughs> I, I just think it's so disappointing from the standpoint of, like, we were robbed of Flacco against the Ravens. Yeah, We were robbed. That's what everybody wanted. Everybody was thinking that. Flacco against the Ravens. Yes. I wanted it. And I, like, I only wanted it because I wanted a week full of dread for BK of like not knowing what's going to happen. I'm sure he doesn't feel great about that. I'm sure if he was here right now, he would tell you he does not feel great about playing the Texans right now either. But the idea of like, he would have to fret January Joe taking those damn bastards, the Cleveland Browns into Baltimore to do the unthinkable would have been great. But sadly, it would have happened. I think it would have happened too. I think if the Browns made it out, they would have gone in to Baltimore and just like, I mean, it would it would have been like to the death. It would have been like a last second like battle, and I think it would have been like the best football ever. But they just had to go to Houston and drop a fucking deuce. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so very depressed. <laughs> hey, that's cool. It's usually just me. Woo! All right, happens. Um, at least we got one happy camper on the show today. Um, let's get to the frigid ice bowl of the Dolphins and the Chiefs. And guess what, everybody? The Chiefs are playing possum all season long. The offense is there, dude. Rasheed Rice just blows up out of nowhere. Travis Kelsey was okay. Um, Mahomes breaks his helmet. Don't know why he doesn't get fined or flagged or anything for leading with his helmet, though. That's kind of weird, right? Kind of weird. Uh, something to think about. Something definitely to think about. Chew on that, everybody. Um, yeah, but Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, dude. Oh, uh, oh watch out. Uh, and then Tua, maybe not the guy. Maybe not a guy. I don't know, dude. Maybe not a guy. 
maybe that whole Alabama quarterback room that like we saw the image of Jalen Hurts, Tua, and Mac Jones. Remember when they won the national title? It's like, oh my God, look at this quarterback room. Maybe they're actually not that good. Maybe they're not. I know Mac Jones isn't good. Uh, Tua's on the fringe, and Jalen Hurts, I don't know. We're going to get to him in a little bit. Um, Man, very cold. I mentioned last week Tua's numbers when it's below 70 degrees. Not great. We saw that. Um, Tyreek was okay. Um, The biggest part of this game for me, the offensive side of the ball for Miami, they could not run the ball. Raheem Mostert and Devin Achan could not get anything going uh we knew the defense on the miami side was going to be tough because they had a lot of injuries mahomes picked them off picked them picked them to pieces um pete i mean listen dude you call them frauds all season nailed it nailed it that's what they were they were frauds Miami was frauds like and also i mean come on i it didn't I'm I'm not gonna take a victory lap because Miami was playing in Kansas City. Okay, it was super cold um, there in Kansas City. Like, yeah, I did not think Tua was gonna be able to play well in this game, which he didn't. Uh, Tua didn't really play that great. Um, and yeah, this, the Chiefs are the sleeping giant. That's what the Chiefs are. Um, they're setting themselves up this weekend against Buffalo. That's gonna be such a great game. Um, but going back to this game, like, um, it wasn't really much from it. I mean. Um, Ryan, you mentioned like Travis Kelsey played all right. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just played all right. I mean, there were a number okay. of drops that he had. Like Mahomes, the weather did not affect him. Like he was locked in. Um, yeah. He was locked in in that game. So give him props there. Um, Pacheco, of course, was running as angry as ever. Um, he always looks so awkward when he runs, dude. He always looks so awkward. God, it's so weird. So weird. I don't like uh, it. Such a such a weird runner. Hey, but Big Ten, Big Ten though. So Rutgers, Rutgers pride. Um, <laughs> There's not really much more I want to say out of this game, honestly. I mean, it was, I think of the games, like, I mean, there were a lot of, like, blowouts and not really great games this wild card. But um, this game, there really really wasn't much to take away from it. I didn't think Miami was that great. And Kansas City just does what they do at home. I mean, they just win playoff games at home. So, um, yeah, that's really about it for this game. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Elaine, you have anything on that one? Uh, well, I'm glad to see that the Taylor Swift curse is broken <laughs> and that she does provide them s- some sort of luck. <laughs> I don't really have too many takeaways. I think Pete covered it. It it wasn't like a... I watched it, but like, it, I felt like at the end of the game that like I didn't watch it, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, that was a game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it felt. Um, I think the most exciting part was just going through the tweets afterwards. Like someone, sorry, I I really love social media. <laughs> I, I one of the uh, special like, what they're like the fourth best tweet I saw was someone had said if uh, Patrick Mahomes had been sponsored by Allstate instead of State Farm, he would have been able to avoid mayhem like this. And it was like his cracked helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I mean, I was impressed though with Mahomes. I will say that. Like, I don't know how he his accuracy was really good for someone mm-hmm. who I'm surprised could even move his arm because there were yeah. players on the sidelines because of their sweat. They're going to the sideline and their like jerseys were freezing. Like their arms were stuck 
and you, there were times when like the camera went over and you just like see one of the coaches was like hitting someone's arm to try and get it to go down. Like, and, and then you're looking at some of the guys and you're like, why can I see your skin? You're going to get frostbite. You're going to die. Like Tyreek <laughs> Hill. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I thought hockey players were like stupid when it came to the outside cold, but. No, no football Kansas players take it. Giving them a run. Giving yeah. them a run for their money. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was wild, man. Wild. Um, shout out to all the people that had, uh, had to uh, subscribe to Peacock and unsubscribe right away when that game was done. Uh, but, you know, there you go. They got the NFL got what they wanted. So did NBC. They got what they needed. You know what I mean? Um, and then we get to Green Bay. And holy shit, they did it again, dude wild of uh, the packers i love pete so much okay <laughs> pete interacting with pete during these times is the best right like me bk and david dude we're just like holy shit holy fuck this is crazy blah blah in the chat pete's not saying a word right and then um i can't remember who asked me they're like pete's not saying nothing you think he's okay i'm like oh this is how he is you have to know that he's quiet <laughs> He's going to be quiet until he feels good. Once he feels yeah. good, he'll start to talk. But he is quiet yep. right now. So, like, at one point, I think right around the half, uh, when they were up big, um, he said something. He's like, it's the anniversary to the day of the year before when the Jags blew that yeah. – or uh, the Chargers blew that lead to the Jags, right? 27 nothing, right? And I was like, oh, shit, he's right. That will be wild, right? <laughs> like, I would feel bad then. But I was like, actually, I wouldn't feel bad, but I'd be like, damn, that sucks, dude. Um, but, man, I, you know, I BK text of the, cha- of the chat was, wow, did Joe Barry just play himself into another contract? And I just know Pete said, son of a bitch, dude. It's not what I wanted. Um, this <laughs> offense has looked really good. Jordan Love is a dude. As a Bears fan, I hate this. I, I despise it. It's not fair. I don't understand how you just don't have, you get 30 plus years, three plus decades, and you only get, you get a quarterback for each one of those decades, it feels like, and it's perfectly fine. You know, you don't even know what it's like to struggle. You don't even know what it's like to be in poverty, and that's bullshit. All right. I don't like that at all. Um, Aaron Jones, that boy is a cowboy killer. Let me tell you, dude. Three touchdowns this game. I think that brings his career total to like nine or ten touchdowns in four games against the Cowboys. Um, again, the Packers defense, shocking. Shocking what they did to the Cowboys offense. And what's even more shocking, Mike McCarthy's still the head coach. I don't know what is going on. I know everybody's going to talk about three 12-5 seasons. When you're the Cowboys head coach, you're not trying to you're not settling for 12 win seasons. You want playoff success and they've had none of that. Pete gets his dream game. He gets those Packers versus his man crush. If Jordan Love really wants to be the dude, it would do the one thing Rodgers couldn't do. And that's beat the 49ers. Elaine, I'm going to go to you first because I know Pete's got so much. I don't want him to take it from you. Go ahead. Well, first of all, I've never been so positively invested into Green Bay ever in my life. Um, I hate the Cowboys. In our house, whenever the Cowboys are playing against a team that we're rooting for, we don't live in America. We live in, like, Canada light. 
because <laughs> people call Dallas like America's. <laughs> um, so I uh, I also was excited because I won fifty dollars off of Green Bay. So like, thank you, Pete. Thank you for your service. Uh, <laughs> uh, I loved this game to be honest. Like, it, there was so much good stuff that happened. It was it was exciting. I was out with my cousin Emily. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but. We were eating dinner and I looked up and I like I texted Ryan. I was like, I'm so glad I picked Green Bay with my whole chest. (laughs) Only three people in the group picked Green Bay and you're looking at them. Well, because we're the smart people right there. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, it was fun. Um, I, I feel like I'm all in on the Packers this off season and then I'll be off the in a little bit. It's just it's so magical and it's nice to see a good quarterback like he seems so wholesome. Good. Good person. You can't root this is where it gets me mad, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It makes me so root for them. Okay. I don't want to fucking root for them. Then why do you? You know what we have? You know what we fucking have, Ryan? We have fucking shit. And both of my teams are a bunch of fucking shit. Okay? Like the last hey. time the Bears did anything remotely good was in nineteen eighty four. Like it was right. Junior was, was like born. twenty years old. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then in two thousand seven, like when they went to that Super Bowl, they didn't even fucking deserve to be there. And fucking Devin Hester, the love of my life, gets hurt on the first goddamn play. Like what what is that? What is that? And then the the Browns don't even get me started. Like I have nothing. So sometimes I gotta so cling you to just, a little bit you of cling, happiness. You could have clinged to Detroit. I would have accepted it. I can't because every time I talk good about Detroit, like they started like messing up in the game. So I had to be like, fuck you, Detroit. And then they were like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you. And then they started doing well. <laughs> so I have. <laughs> ah, it's like one of my biggest pet peeves. I'm sorry. I don't it like it. I don't like it. It's like when people cling to the fucking Yankees. Like, get out of here. I hate you. But like, I can't do it. Plus, you know, we have Pete. Like, I can't hate Pete. That's right. I mean, you could. Yeah, I mean, you definitely could. Hey. Um, I mean, you definitely could. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yikes. All right, Pete. <sighs> oh, man. Where do we start? Where do we start here? Ooh. Um, all right. First of all, I'm going to start with this. Um, I love the decision by Matt Fleur, and he started this the last, like, six weeks. If the Packers win the toss, they're getting the ball first. Like, normally, he's deferring, and he was like, no, we're getting the ball, and we're going to be aggressive. Um the big things offensively that stood out to me, the offensive line, props to them. Because at the beginning of the year, they sucked. They were not very good. Um, they are in sync right now. They were moving Dallas um, up and down the field. I mean, the run game was phenomenal. Aaron Jones has been absolutely great the last few weeks. Huge part of that offense. And it's kind of weird to say this, but like the Packers offense is actually like starting to get healthy right now. They, which makes zero sense. Um, but they've been playing super well right now. I mean, Jordan Love um, can't say enough great things. I mean, Jordan Love has looked absolutely fantastic. Um, you can tell how much control the offense that he does have. I mean, he's making checks at the line. He knows exactly where to go with the ball. Um, I did have, and I know on this podcast last week, I might not have sounded as confident. Um, I did have a kind of a good feeling about this game because – Dallas, the way Dallas sets up defensively is a typical Mike McCarthy type of defense. We're like, this defense is made for a lead. They're not made for like 
basically a team to be, you know, having the ability to run on them because they have small linebackers. They're looking to rush the passer. If you get a lead on them, you can really take advantage of them. And that's exactly what uh, the Packers did in this game. Um, Joe Barry. I'm not going to give Joe Barry flowers. You know why? Because I've been <laughs> saying he sucks for the last six weeks. I'm going to continue to say it. I don't yeah! think Joe Barry's good. Joe Barry still sucks. Um, I still don't think he's good. But I will give him credit for this. Um, Jair Alexander was able to play um, after yeah. you know he messed up his ankle in practice earlier in the week. I do give him props because he did shadow C.D. Lamb a decent amount of times. So I do give him props to say, you know what? Let's put our best cornerback on their best wide receiver. So I do give him props for using his brain. I do give Joe Barry props for that because Joe Barry, beginning of the year, would not have done that. Um, I also, I don't want to 100% give Joe Barry all of his props. And here's another reason. Matt LaFleur has done a better job with the defense because he was saying ever basically since the Carolina game that he's going to be more involved in the defensive conversations. So I don't know if I want to say how good Joe Barry's really doing, but the defense did play well in that game. Um, a little scary at the end, a little scary there at the end. Um, had me a little nervous, um, but I mean, they played absolutely fantastic. And um, yes, I'm on like cloud nine because like the Packers should not be here right now. They should not be in the divisional round facing off against the Niners here coming up. Um, but, I mean, this was just a, a great overall team win. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic um, as a Packer fan to see this. So, um, And, I mean, Ryan, you mentioned it. Um, yeah, he's got a chance to do what Rodgers never was able to do is beat the Niners in the playoffs. And it's crazy to think about this. And this goes full circle to what Elaine was talking about with whole, like, the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre thing. Jordan Love's got a chance to do something real stupid. He's got a chance to beat both the Cowboys and the Niners in a playoff, which both quarterbacks, Favre could not beat the Cowboys, and Rodgers could not beat uh, the Niners. He's got a chance to do both, which is wild to me uh, that he has a chance to do this. Um, do I think it happens? I mean, we'll get into the picks later what I think is going to happen, but oh, God, what a game. What a game as a pac fan. That was, I, it was funny because uh, Molly was taking a video of me. There's like a 20-second video. I'll have to like share it. Um, there's a 20-second video. It was after the Dontavian Wicks touchdown, like right before the half, um, and it's it's honestly embarrassing. It's uh, it, it's honestly embarrassing. I, I'm very lucky that Molly like still wants to be married to me after watching what I do during games, um, absolutely how ridiculous it was. Because, um, I mean, I couldn't be in the same room as me. Um, and honestly, I'm, I'm in a torture chamber um, for tomorrow because um, tomorrow we have a family party um, that's going to be a gender reveal for my brother-in-law. And we're going over, to, going over to my mother-in-law's house. And the party starts at 5. And thank you to my loving wife who said, would you want to go into a separate room to watch the game by yourself? And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about taking advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> I might have to because if people start throwing out their bets and just being like, oh, I really need McCaffrey to score here, wouldn't mind an IU touchdown, I'm going to lose it. 
I'm going to lose, especially during dry January. I'm going to lose it. You're so, not dry. You had a drink. It's fine. It's done. Eh, okay. But see, all right. The only reason I had that, that was a work event and it was free. Okay. I didn't pay for it. Okay. They, they gave me a free ticket, a free beer ticket. So I, I mean, okay. what, I mean, it's a slap in the face if I don't use it, right? Okay. Can't let it waste the money. Yeah, all right. Um, so, I'll allow it. Cock that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you know that uh, but, side side note about Dry January? Yeah. BK and I were on Teams today, as we do, and I messaged him something. I'm like, dude, this week's been so shit, and it's like testing, like my Dry January. Like I need a, a beer or something really bad, and he was like, Dry January, the fuck is that? Like who came up with that? Oh god. He's like, you Gen Xers, dude. Millennials love drinking, so that definitely wasn't a millennial. And I started <laughs> laughing so hard. I was like, you're older than me, asshole. Like I don't. What, what do you mean? But yeah. that's hilarious. Dude, oh, listen, that's funny. Like I thought that like Dry January was kind of I don't want to say stupid because it's not. Um, but I was like, who made up that Dry January thing? Like that's so weird. Um, and then of course I'm drinking this like mocktail. And on the back, it literally says, we are the official cocktails of, wait, wait, can you see Hold it Hold on, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope, of dry January. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a thing. Um, I was just feeling like, basically, I don't know, like, because, yeah, after, like, I hurt my knee, like, I just haven't not been able to work out, so I just like felt like I could don't need to have beer for a, a month. That's what yeah, I was really yeah, I mean, that's kind of me. I was like, hey, yeah. after the holiday <laughs> stretch, dude, that's a lot yes. of alcohol consumed. And I think I need a break. I and, my body and needs too one. many cookies. That too, too man. Cookies. That too. Absolutely. Oh man. Were your, yeah. were your cookies made with alcohol? Because I don't see the correlation. He's just saying he had a uh, lot of cookies and a lot of alcohol. I, are you yeah, having I, I, are you I, having I a dry cookie with cookies? Uh, no, I'm not a psycho. <laughs> like, I can't give up both of those. It's one or the other. Speaking of things that are real sweet, man, that Detroit Rams game was great. Best game of the weekend by far. It was so fun. Stafford coming home to play Detroit. Goff playing his former team where he won a Super Bowl with L.A. Or went to Super Bowl with L.A. No, he won a Super Bowl in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, he did, right? Didn't he win, didn't he win a Super Bowl with the Rams? No, he won no, a Super Bowl. Yeah, they went. Lost okay, the they Patriots. lost. They lost. Okay, that was, yep. that was the yep. super ugly Super Bowl. Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, good. It was um, yeah, very, very nasty. Um, I felt real weird, right? Okay, so I love that Eminem, he doesn't get up for a lot of shit, okay? He's very quiet, very to himself most of the time. But there's one thing he loves beyond everything else, and that is the city of Detroit. And he really loves the Lions. So when NBC and Sunday Football had all the shit with Eminem, I get there's two ways to look at this. A, ain't no way the Lions can lose now. They got Eminem. Or B, oh shit, they've done too much. This is not good. <laughs> I was very nervous. Um, I thought the Lions, right off the gate, those first couple of drives looked really good. Um, even the defense is doing pretty solid against uh, Stafford and the Rams. Big thing here, they shut down Kyron Williams. The Ram, uh, the Lions did a great job shutting him down. They didn't shut down Puka Nakua. They definitely did not do that. Puka Nakua, historic night. Most yards ever by a rookie in a playoff game. Rookie wide receiver. Um, that was huge. Um, the, the Stafford versus Goff stuff was great. Um, I, okay. 
I saw a lot of people like, what a bunch of assholes in Detroit booing Stafford. It's the playoffs, dude. This is not a regular season. Stafford's coming home. Yay! Thanks, man. Woo! No, you have not won a playoff game since before I was like born, basically almost. Right? Like I think I was just like not even a one years old yet. Or maybe I was. Maybe I was a little over one. I don't remember when it when it was. Um that what was the their hell, Ryan. You don't remember? No, dude. I was a baby. <laughs> um so like, yeah, I'd boo the shot of him too. I don't want him to beat us in the playoffs, dude. This is this is crazy. Like, I saw a tweet and it said this is the first time anyone's been able to text somebody that the Lions won a playoff game. And that blew my mind, dude. <laughs> Because that's real. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that's so crazy to think about. But the Lions got it done. It was so awesome. And Pete, you talked about, like, the 20-second video where you felt very embarrassed, right? Football's so yeah. cool. Okay, sports in general are cool. But, like, what that made me think of is, like, when I went to go see the Bears play the Steelers in Pittsburgh, uh, it was on Monday Night Football, and I was with my dad, and I have a picture of him, and he's like sitting down, like after the bear, after the Steelers ended up winning that game. Bullshit, by the way, that they won, but whatever. They won the game, and like there was like you could see like so like he was like choked up, and it's just like one of my favorite pictures of him because I just I just love what it does. And what it made me think of also was the image as they were about Detroit was about to win, and they show the fans in the stadium and they're crying, and I was just so I was like, how can you be mad, dude? How can you be mad about the Detroit Lions and everything their fans went to? That one fan that's been season ticket holder for 62 years, that man's been through some shit. That dad is wild, 88 years old. Um, Just so cool for the city of Detroit. So, so cool. Um, We'll see how it goes this week against Tampa. But, um, man, game of the week for me. Game of the week. And Elaine, you didn't jinx them. They, They got it done think that they uh, started to sacrifice the Detroit Red Wings as well because now their play is plummeting so I think that Detroit is just finding like different teams in their pro teams in their literal vicinity because everything is right there in Detroit to sacrifice so that they can continue every week <laughs> uh, man that was that was a fun I wish that this game had been the Super Bowl, because the the storylines right out of it were so cool, um, and I hate it when they take stupid storylines or try to create a storyline. Like there was millions of storylines that were coming out organically from from this matchup. Um, I don't know. I it was just fun to watch. I didn't have a horse in the race, so it was even more enjoyable and. Um, I don't know. I mean, I really want Detroit to do really well <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because it's nice to see an underdog do well. And it's nice. Like Detroit fans aren't crappy. Like Lions fans aren't awful. So it's a little bit easier to like get behind them, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, I think, That's- I think Pete and I talk about that all the time, right? As like the NFC North, you know, we, our teams are in the NFC North and we don't ever give a shit. Like about Detroit, it's like, yeah, man. As long as you're at Minnesota, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's essentially it. But Pete, you got it. You got this epic, epic showdown between Stafford and Goff, and it was great. It was so good. It was so good. this. Yeah, this was. I mean, NFL perfect job. 
chef's kiss to have this for the Sunday night game. This was the perfect choice, um, you know, for this. Um, it was an absolutely phenomenal game. Um, damn you, Cooper Cup. Um, you know, if you just would have gotten a touchdown, I should have done it on Puka, um, and I would have hit my bet. It would have been great, but nobody cares about my bets. Um, I but do. that would have been nice. I care. I care. Yeah, yeah, we care. I care now. I now okay. care. Look what you guys did to me. Look yeah, it would have been great. Me do. Look what you made me do. Would have been like a $65 payout, but, you know, whatever. Um, so that would have been nice. Um, but, no, I mean, the, the game was phenomenal. Um, I give a lot of props to, I mean, Jared Goff. I mean, like, absolutely thrown. I mean, he was part of the throwaway in the deal, right? I yep. mean, for Safford, I mean, he was the throwaway. It was like, oh, they're, they're going to eat that contract, and then they're going to, what are they going to, um, you know, uh, get a rookie quarterback in, and then Goff's just going to teach him, and then, like, what is Goff going to do? He's going to be a journey, journeyman, like, backup. Is that, like, going to be Jared Goff now? And the biggest play of the game, um, I mean, Sean McVay did not do a very good job with timeouts in the second half. They yeah. spent a few early ones in the third quarter, which were big parts of why they lost the game. Um, but, like, I mean, right after, I think it was, like, either the two-minute warning or might have been after a timeout. And, like, Dan Campbell could have easily ran. Could have easily ran and taken, like, 30 seconds off. He's like, no, screw it. We're going to throw it. And Goff threw to Amon Ross St. Brown for that first down. And that was the epitome of Detroit and Dan Campbell. Like, this, you know, tenure that he's had in Detroit where he's he's balls to the wall and he's going for it. Going for um, their kneecaps. Kirby Joseph took that literally, but still. Yeah. I mean, he's going straight for their kneecaps. Because, like, say that's an incomplete pass, like – you know, the Rams have a chance. I think they would have had a timeout at this point. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think they had a timeout. So, like, they could have stopped the clock. And then, I mean, you would have had Stafford have, like, maybe 50 seconds left just to get a field goal in a dome. Who knows? I mean, the Rams' special teams has not been good this year. So, who knows what would have happened there. But still, I mean, that shows the amount of, like, confidence that he has in Jared Goff. So, it's an unbelievable story um, there with them. And, like, I mean, like, for them to be in the divisional and then to have two playoff games, like – unbelievable season um that detroit's have so far and yeah it's, it's a great story and ryan as you mentioned like for the division it is weird right because like if minnesota was doing this both of us would be pissed off pissed off like, both dude. Us would be like, no, angry this. kirk cousins you suck like that's yeah. what we'd say yep um we'd be like no kirk cousins you stink um even though mm-hmm. even though during the netflix documentary i kind of like the guy I'm not gonna lie i kind of like him seems like a good dude just but shopping honestly, at kohl's like, having a good time yeah. Aren't you going to yeah. give him crap about that? Why don't you give him some crap? No, he already told me that. We've already accepted it. He did look like a good dude in that documentary. He did. He did look like a really good dude. And then I kind of respected him because, like, a little bit more because, I mean, just, I don't know, what he goes through for the season, it just seems like he's a good dude. And it's it's just tough to hate him. I, I, I hate the jersey he wears. I just don't like the jersey he wears. Yeah, it's like if good. Kirk goes somewhere else, probably just be like, oh, yeah, nice. That's a dude. I mean, hey, kind of, kind of like Tony Rizzo, if he were to like all of a sudden be, like rise from the dead and go to some other team that's not the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. but I love Rizzo though. I mean, he brought he brought me a title. Like I'm just gonna love him forever. Um, it's true he does. He loves him. But, I'm just gonna love him forever. <laughs> I'm gonna love him forever. Um, but no, I mean like. Yeah, it was an epic night uh, there for Detroit. And honestly, like, we look at this big picture. Is this not the best month that, like, the, like Michigan people have had for football <laughs> right. in, like, God knows when? Right. 
forever. Like, like their life. Probably forever. <laughs> yes, probably forever. Um, it's absolutely crazy. But yeah, um, as Elaine mentioned, they're sacrificing the rest of the teams. But I think, I think Michigan people would be okay with this. I yeah. think they're okay with this. You got to banish Nick Saban from college football. You got to win a national championship with Jim Harbaugh. And Detroit won a playoff game, and shit, they get to host a second one. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Wild. So cool. So cool. Um, when you, t- you said, uh, you know, Dan Campbell going for the knees. Kirby Joseph, ILL, baby. Woo! That's how we play defense. Uh, took no, out. No, I, I don't like that. TJ like Hawkinson that. No. and Tyler Higby. No. Now, the reason that I can't even get that mad about it, what are they supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Yeah, this is the way the NFL makes I, it, I dude. I don't like it. Yeah, that happens. This is where I would have tagged in BK and been like, take it, my friend. I know. I know how you feel. You know? But oh, yeah. All right, tag him in. Yeah, here he oh. is. Yeah, he's not here. I went, it was like in wrestling when you go for the tag and they drop down from the steps and they're like, oh, why do you do that? That's what it was like right now. That's crazy. That would be epic if he just entered. That if would be right if I just it. knew. Wow. I was like, oh, that'd be nuts. Boom. Oh, it's God. Just, it's, yeah. Damn. Son of a bitch. Uh, anyways, um, the Buffalo-Pittsburgh game got pushed the Monday. Probably just shouldn't have happened at all um, because I don't know why we had to go through that. Um, it actually had more views than the Peacock game. Something to think about. On a Monday at like 3.30 in the afternoon in Central Time. Everybody knows. Um, I know. Could have been because some people were very lucky to be off work that day. Could have been. Yep. Awful day, but woo woo. <laughs> yeah, some of us were not lucky to be off that day. Oop, oop, oop. Um, but yeah, Buffalo gets it done. Josh Allen looked great. Went nuclear this game. It felt like I don't, he, he didn't throw a pick. That's weird. He didn't, and I'm so glad I didn't bet it. Yeah, I, 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 I would have if I thought about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would have. Um, but no, he did not. So yeah, Buffalo looks good. We'll, yeah, whatever. We can get that. Get that earlier. Tampa. Yeah. Whoops. The Philadelphia Eagles, dude. I mean, nasty. Like, whatever Green Bay just did to Dallas, Tampa did it to Philly. And some would say it's more embarrassing if you're Philadelphia. Um, Because you are the defending NFC champions. Everybody, at one point, you were the one seed. Okay? And they just, my God, they just fell apart. And Tampa Bay gets it done. Some could say frauds the philadelphia eagles frauds yeah um baker hey made it farther than cleveland dude look at that he did it there you go baker there you go hey shout out to the panthers for like having baker me last year right wow oof i like the image going around where they had him lined up as an end in practice like a defensive end in practice yeah. like yeah like <laughs> man dude that franchise just doesn't deserve anything good. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't. I, yep, I don't think so. Um, Hertz is 0-3 in the playoffs now when the defense gives up more than seven points. Uh, wow, something to think about. Something, yeah, yeah. I think in the first quarter. I think it's in the first quarter. Something about there. Um, and the Eagles are also 1-5 in their last six wildcard games. The win? The double doink, in case anybody's curious. That is the Ouch. only win. Yeah. Ouch, indeed. Yeah. Dude, I think that Philly lost badly and played so bad is because um, 
the cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They're at the Emmys, right? For the first time in all the years that their show was on, they invite them there. They they're like are doing an award, and then um, like the the Eagles game is going on. Like they're watching it on their phone. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were like taking pictures of themselves watching it during <clears throat> the Emmys. Mm-hmm. So I think that if Philly fans want to get mad at anyone, they should get mad at the Emmys, right? Like that's you know. But also, Baker came. I, that was a good Baker. That was a good Baker game. It was honestly that was really the Baker good. That, yeah, that was the Baker that I said. Like, if he's feeling himself, they're going to do well. And if he's not, like, if he's feeling feisty, like, sassy, like, sassy Baker Mayfield, I guess you could say feisty. frisky. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for it. There it is. Some would say. Some would say. Some would say frisky. <laughs> Some would. <laughs> oh man yeah dude baker played well i'm excited that now elaine you get to deal with baker versus detroit that's gonna be fun it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for you again um pete philly frauds bro this you know i'm not even trying to be dramatic this might be one of the biggest collapses we've seen of recent history yeah. this team was 10 and 1 they were the one seed defending NFC champions. Like, and for them to be out first round in where we looked at it, we looked at the AFC. You looked at like the teams that were, you know, the top part of the AFC. And you're like, wow, what a gauntlet. Now you look at the NFC and we were looking at the NFC in like November. We're like, well, I mean, Philly and San Francisco. And then it's like, is it Dallas? And then it was like, all right, then we have to try to figure out who the other teams were. Um, and yes, Detroit like was playing well. So like we can put Detroit in that category, but like for them not even to make it to the divisional round is a massive disappointment. Um, and the main thing is besides what Elaine mentioned about like, you know, the sunny cast basically not being able to really watch this at home. The other part is like they could not replace their offensive coordinator and defense coordinator. Like, they had Sean Desai, who was their defensive coordinator, and then all of a sudden, like, um, the Seattle game comes, and they decide to make Matt Patricia not their defensive coordinator, but then he calls defensive plays. So it's like, it's it's funny. Well, I guess you could do the analogy of this. It's like Sean Desai does all the homework, but then Matt Patricia gets whatever the credit is. Yeah, Like, that's what it kind of looked like, because Sean Desai did, like, the entire game plan. Um, so it was an absolute disaster from that standpoint. Also, offensively, wow, do they miss Shane Steichen as an offensive coordinator. This offense, very vanilla. Um, Ryan, I know you've talked about this multiple times, just about the Bears and the bubble screens and all the screens that they do. Philly loves doing it too. Brian Johnson loves those bubble screens. It's all he was doing there with the Eagles. And you would think with an offense like that, and that's what I was worried about. And that's why I bet Tampa, because like they're too vanilla to me and you lose your big guy in AJ Brown. Devontae Smith was the only one offensively that looked good. Jalen Hurts, I mean, I don't know if it was scheme or whatever it was. Um, but then it also makes me think about last year's NFC championship. And obviously Brock Purdy, you know, busting up his elbow. And then the backup, Josh Johnson, coming in, him getting killed and, like, them basically having no quarterback. 
And like Devo and like the rest of that offense, even like Kittle, like they were like, we we were planning on killing Philly, mm-hmm. basically based on film. And then we saw earlier this year when the Niners basically kind of exposed the Eagles in that game. And Nick Bosa, I guess, said post game, he's like, yeah, we looked at the film and honestly, you stop Jalen's first read and then you make him go right and you stop the running lanes. That's what you do. Like literally from that time on, they could not adjust. So um, I think they're going to make some massive changes at offensive coordinator, defense coordinator. Um, I don't want to do the like freak out like Philly sports fan thing and just fire Sirianni, but um, they got to take a long look at themselves like for next year and make sure to give him a good staff because they did not look good whatsoever. Um, and especially with that roster, um, they just easily got exposed uh, there in that game. And yeah, for them to get killed by Tampa, who like kind of snuck into the playoffs, they beat Carolina the last week of the year, nine to nothing. They didn't even score a touchdown against Carolina. Yeah. Like that's, that's crazy to think about. And you get killed like in this game. It's bad. It's bad. It's the magic really of Baker. That's the magic of Baker. That's what it was. Being able to win games without scoring a touchdown. Like that's yeah. the so weird because he's like their biggest, a team's biggest cheerleader. I do think it's funny that, um, a lot of Tampa Bay fans at first thought that like this season would be a total wash because Brady wasn't coming back. And I think it's hilarious that Baker came in and was like, don't worry, I'll save you. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. I mean, they, you think about it. Yeah. with I mean, both the Bays, I mean, with Green Bay, I mean, they lose Rogers and then it's like, and then Tom Brady, both teams make it to the divisional. Really weird. Really weird. Kind of like you don't just need a quarterback to do well. Hmm. Hmm. Something to think about. Kind of like it's a, a full team sport or something. And yeah, that, it's almost like that. And that will lead me into this. Your final eight quarterbacks for the postseason right now. Let's go with the NFCs. Jordan Love. Jared Goff. Baker Mayfield. And Brock Purdy. What a group. On the AFC side, it's a little flash here. Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen. And CJ Stroud. The AFC is like the real nice sports car, right? Where you just love to look at them. You're like, man, these these are awesome. And the NFC is a bunch of 95 uh, Toyotas. That's what they are. Or Honda Civics. That is what those are. You know what I mean? They're just going to grind it. They're gritty. And go get it done. You know what I mean? That built to last. That's what that feels like. Um, and it's kind of funny. I know I, I saw the interview today where uh, I cannot remember her name. When she was on Rich Eisen show. And I think she was a former chairman of uh, the Raiders, maybe. I cannot remember her name. Um, and she discussed that Brock Purdy is the worst quarterback out of these final eight. And I need to know what she was smoking to put Baker Mayfield above Brock Purdy. It's there's no magic. I'm sorry. There's no magic. There's there's no magic. Really? Can I go back to his last season with Cleveland? Wasn't a lot of magic then. That's not his fault. Hold on. That's not his fault. Wait, hold on. Hold on. 
Carolina and the Rams. Not a lot of magic, everybody. He didn't have the magic, but like he didn't. No, have he didn't have a team magic. around him. There it is. There's the, the answer. Magic. Nope, I got it. He didn't have the team around him. That's the magic of Baker. There it is. Baker is the team. Now, the team is Baker. This is what's really the. This Tampa is going to lead me in to my next Tampa point. Bakers. As you talk about Tampa. Baker Mayfield and the magic of Baker Mayfield, which is his surrounding cast, for some yeah. reason, when it comes to Brock Purdy, everybody just hates that he has to that he has a surrounding cast. And it feels like they're like, oh, nope, he's not allowed to do that. That's not right. Can't believe it. And it's like, but, I'm not saying that Brock is in the top four or top five of these quarterbacks remaining. I just don't think yeah. he's he's eighth. Are you serious? No, no, I don't think he's eighth either. But um, I mean, a lot of these quarterbacks, I mean, it's tough to rate these quarterbacks because a lot of these guys are playing like super well, like the ones in the AFC. Yes, all four are playing super well. Love's played great this last like six well, to Love, eight weeks. Love and Shroud basically um, had the same exact game this week. They had like yeah, the exact same both, game. Yeah. Yeah, they both played fantastic. We we mentioned Jared Goff playing really well. Yeah, Baker, you know, played well in the playoff game. But yeah, again, like he won a game, he's nine nothing against Carolina. So like I mean, like, we gotta put that into perspective too. And also the Brock Purdy thing, like, this is the way I look at this. Because like Everybody's like talking about Brock Purdy and they're like, oh, well, he's got a great supporting cast. Yes, he does, obviously. But like when Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback, did you feel as confident in this 49ers offense compared to Brock Purdy? Nope. Because Jimmy Garoppolo was not good. Okay. You knew that you were going to get one or two, maybe three Jimmy throws that are just like, screw it. Here you go. Here's a gift. Like you are going to get those every game. And Brock's smart enough that he's like, my defense is loaded. Um, I'm just going to get the ball to Debo or Ayuk or Christian or McCaffrey CMC yeah. or Kittle, and I'm just going to have them figure it out. That's what I'm going to do. And to be fair, I do think with that San Fran offense, mm, I do feel like out of all eight quarterbacks, uh, mm, all eight of them could probably get it done. Like Baker, honestly, could probably yeah. look really good with the San Francisco Cats and the coaching staff. I do believe that. I do. I think Jordan Love would look really good here. I think it's hard not to look good, but like to just act mm. like Brock is so bad. Like I don't get it. And it's been like this yeah. since ever since he got put in the MVP discussion. That is when it all yeah, came man. down, right? Because everybody was just yeah. like, no way. If you take a piece away, which might be true, right? You lose Christian McCaffrey. Maybe Christian McCaffrey is more valuable on the Niners. You're probably right. But like, I just, I don't think Brock Purdy's bad. You know? No, I, don't think so I just no, think, I don't, I don't like the disrespect. Bad. I don't think he's bad. I just, um, I, I am irrational mm-hmm. as a football fan for the most part. Yeah. And um, I just can't bring myself to put Baker Mayfield last in anything. Well, let's hope he's last when he loses to Detroit this week, everybody. You know what I mean? Wow. Oh, shit. That's, yeah. Oh, this is a. Hmm. You know? Well, I don't know. Tampa could get weird. Could Tampa feel frisky? I don't know. We're going to find out. But, yeah, I just love that like, you look at these quarterbacks, and this sums up, as Pete mentioned, in November. We did not know what the NFC was. We couldn't figure mm-hmm. it out. We just knew San Fran. That was, like, the main piece we knew, and at the time, Philly. Yep. And, like, here yeah, you are looking at these quarterbacks, and you're like, holy shit, dude. Like, no Dak, no Jalen, and no uh, – trying to think of another one that would have stood out. Well, obviously, no Kirk Cousins. Kirk because, Cousins? Yeah, because he got hurt, right? I mean, otherwise, I think Minnesota arguably probably going to be in this. Could be in one of this, the Tampa position, maybe. Like, honestly, yeah. maybe. Like, you know, they, they just had enough in the tank. But, like, yeah, it's weird, right? 
real weird in the NFC. It's exciting. It's it exciting, is. Though. I think it makes it more fun when you yeah, have different different people in it, people that you weren't expecting to, yeah. who are like yep. underestimated. There's a different type of vibe and, and excitement when you know that it could be like that quarterback's last one of their last times in the playoffs like you don't know yeah we all remember Blake Bortles hell yeah Mm -hmm. should have went to the Super Bowl should have dude yep he did get job by the refs dude that's bullshit yeah fuck Tom Brady yeah exactly so (laughs) before we get into our picks my my writing boss might actually listen to this and he's from Boston and he lives in Tampa Bay and like (laughs) Oh, he oh. Off. So like, you know what? Double down on the fuck Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Got it. Yeah. He will come with receipts. He spends all day. Like, he's our hockey. Well, he, he runs the whole site. But, like, he will spend all day arguing with people about Tom Brady. Like, it is his, like, lifeblood. I don't it's think. my favorite thing. Because he comes with, like, legitimate arguments. He's not just like, oh, I love Tom Brady because of this. Someone will say, well, this player did this during this year. And then he's like, bam, receipts and facts. And I'm like, <laughs> I I think it's funny. It. I think what's funny is I got of everybody. Um, the main Tom Brady hater is not here. Um, yeah, otherwise, actually, yeah. a lot of words would have just been said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it would have been like, very loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, what I mean is Cassidy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I mean she gets she's, it from her father. Yeah, so. she's very opinionated about her hatred for Tom Brady. <laughs> very much so at a young age. <laughs> That's um, actually, I mean, it's actually what she uses, you know, for the, um, you know, when when she goes to the bathroom, she wipes with a Tom Brady jersey. Yeah, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. Yeah. So the last time we did an AM Nation parlay for Thursday Night Football, we did it after the show because I forgot, and um, it worked out really well for us in that Browns and Jets game, right? So I asked Pete, like, I don't know, maybe an hour hour and a half before the show i texted him i was on my way home from work i'm like hey you want to do a division round one too I'm like, yeah i'm not picking the packers and san fran though i'm like that's fine you don't have to um <laughs> you don't have to it's all good so this is what we got right now i'm having an issue with FanDuel right now because they're not letting me put more than 10 things in and i'm getting a little pissed off so i might have to use a different site when i go do this i haven't decided yet what i want to do but we've got from the ravens game we've got Gus Bus anytime touchdown. Zay Flower four plus catches. CJ Stroud over 230 and eight, 30, 238 and a half passing yards. And Lamar Jackson over 50 and a half rushing yards. Okay. From the Detroit Tampa, we've got David Montgomery anytime touchdown. Baker Mayfield over one and a half touchdowns. And Mike Evans anytime touchdown. From the Chiefs game, we've got Isaiah Pacheco over 63 and a half rushing yards, a Kelsey touchdown. And then Pete, what do we have for Patrick Mahomes attempts? Like over 38 and a half passing attempts? It, it was like 35 or 36. Oh, yeah, and 36. Half. Half. There you go. Yeah. Um, and a Kelsey eight type touchdown. On the uh, Packers in San Francisco, you've got Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. Jaden Reed over three and a half receptions. And we have. What was the other one? Oh, over 18 and a half rushing attempts for CMC, right? Yep. 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 So now Pete would bet 365. He's able to put all that in. He could even put in a Josh Allen interception, which is the best thing to get in there. The yeah, best, absolutely. dude. Guaranteed. I wish I got the cool bonus like all the Ohio folks do from bet 365. Yeah. 
That'd be pretty sweet. I don't get that bonus in Illinois. Unfortunate. Um, but I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be looking at like what, what app to use now. If I wanted to stick with FanDuel, just pick the 10 things I like. You know, maybe I like the Pacheco over the Kelsey touchdown. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, though, there's a lot yeah. of really good odds, everybody. So if you want to jump on divisional round with us, let it ride. You know what I mean? Let's see if we get. Let's see if we got one more magic, a little bit of magic in us. You know what I'm saying? Real magic, not that fake Baker magic. You know what I mean? Real magic. Wow. We'll come and fight you. <laughs> I used to have that Baker Mayfield Brown shirt. I don't know where that went. I don't. I don't even have a Baker shirt. I did. Do, so I was like, all in I on think... Baker on the Browns. You know what I mean? All in. Yeah, that's why we lost. I would like I would like to I'm gonna bring up the past because that's I was in on it when he beat the Steelers. I don't understand. No. That's the best your franchise had in its history. That's it. That's all you got. I tried so hard. Is a win against the Steelers (laughs) in the playoffs. That's all you got. Oh man. Yeah. Shout out to all the Cleveland man. I I was all in on trying to be nice to Cleveland and now I'm just aggravated. I think it started with the LeBron talk. I think that's what got me. I think that's what that's what twisted me today. I do love LeBron. I do love LeBron. When you, mm. if you ever come back here and actually see me when you come back, I'm gonna take you and Pete and Molly on a tour de LeBron for Akron. Tour de LeBron. Wow. Yeah. Classy. <laughs> it's just Pete. Classy. <laughs> Classy. Yeah, that's what I think when I think of Akron. Woo! Classy. I will. I can't. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> She's like, I can't do it. I'm just going to leave it alone. All right. Let's get to the pickums. Last week was how we did. Elaine, you and I each got three right. Pretty good. Yeah. Three. Pretty good. Uh, BK, you got two. Pete and David got, f- no, yeah, four right. And Nick got two oh. right. Yeah. A little tough there. A little tough. This week, we only got four games. Now, Let's start with the t- well. I love that both the Saturday games are like the bigger spreads. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Houston at Baltimore, Pete. Baltimore favored by nine and a half. I think I know what you're thinking. Two eight points. Yeah. It's too many points. Yes. Too many points. I can't do it. Like, all right. So Lamar has won and. Obviously, BK being on the podcast would probably be able to correct me. Pretty sure Lamar has just one playoff win. I think, you're I think right. he just, and it's at Tennessee. He has a one, a home one. I know that, like, this is a big one there for him. Um, I just think CJ Stroud's playing too well yeah. for a nine and a half. I think Baltimore still wins, but nine and a half, oh, too many points. Too many points. Give me Houston. Elaine. Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. All right. There we go. Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore, like easily. Oh, Baltimore minus 20. (laughs) I'm taking Houston. I agreed with Pete 100%. I think Baltimore wins. I just think nine and a half is a lot of points for this Houston team that's been rolling right now. That's all. Um, Mostly because the big thing to me is like, I actually really like Baltimore's defense a lot. Right, but like CJ did tear up the Browns defense, and that made me a little. Wait, okay, time out. Can you guys explain the spread to me? Because okay, I feel dumb. Okay. I think I just fucked up my choice. 
So when I say Baltimore favored by nine and a half, that means Baltimore has to win by 10 or more points for it to count. Okay, yes. They're going to win by 14. Okay, there we go. There it is. There we go. And now if you were to take Houston, that means Houston can lose by nine points or less or win. And they get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. But you got it. But you got it now. I got it now. I get it now. Okay, 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 okay. I, I hate it a little bit, but I get it. So we used to just I, I do this also, a couple years I ago. I also hate it. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. A couple years ago, a few years ago, we used to just pick winners. And then we realized that's kind of silly. Let's, like, spice it up. You know what I mean? But, see, like, sometimes, like, I hate it, but then sometimes I love it. Because, like, yeah. last week I picked the Rams. Yeah. But I had them at three and a half. I was like, hell yeah, they only lost by one. Yeah. Give me yeah. that. Yeah, I love that. Okay. So like that's that. how, yeah. So that's yeah. how that goes. Mm-hmm. Now we've got goes. the Packers at San Fran. San Fran favored by nine and a half. Elaine. Packers. Pull All right. Check. Too many. Po- oh wow. shit, dude. <laughs> um, Pete. I hate this matchup. Absolutely. I hate know this match. This is literally what the Packers struggle against. Um, is. Is Kyle Shanahan. Uh, No way in hell I'm picking San Francisco. I just can't do it on paper, but my mind is telling me something else that my heart's – we don't agree up here, Uh, right here. (laughs) This is where there's disconnect right here. My heart agrees too, so like when our hearts combine, it's like um, like Captain Planet, right? No, it's like a full Jordan Love. That's what it it is. (laughs) So, um, yeah, give me the Packers. Um, this is a lot of points. Um, could I see San Francisco covering? Absolutely. I 100% can. Yeah. I'm, I'm very nervous about this game. Um, but give me the Packers here. I got I to gotta do it. I can't not do it. Mm. You got it. It's okay. It's- yeah. I can't not do it. This this is the game that Joe Barry gets exposed. This, this is yeah. the game. I think in this game, there are too many options for San Francisco to beat Green Bay. Way too many. I think Dallas, it was a, it was a situation where like Tony Pollard struggled for most of the second half, really the whole season, right? They've had a hard time running the ball. Um, they figured out a way to really minimize the impact of C.D. Lamb, and that, that was it. That's all Dallas had, right? Um, they ran the ball really well against Dallas' defense, which has struggled against the run all year. San Fran's defense is really good all across the board, all three levels. I mean, if somehow, some way, the Packers win this game, I I would be stunned. I was not stunned that they beat the Cowboys. I was stunned in the fashion in which it occurred because I just wasn't prepared for the whooping. But it's playoff football, the Packers have been frisky, dude, some would say. I'm going to take the Packers here because I feel like nine and a half could be too many points. But as Pete just said, the Niners could like roll them. And I don't think I'd be yeah. shocked. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, no, okay. not be surprised. you know, I mean, there's just too many. There's too many ways to beat the Joe Barry defense that the San Fran could do. That's yeah. the problem here where it could get ugly. But I don't know. I don't know. Um. Tampa at Detroit on Sunday. Detroit favored by six and a half, Pete. I love, 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 love Detroit in this game. 
Oh, I love Detroit. I love Detroit. Even though our bet basically said everything Tampa. If you look at it on paper, it says everything Tampa. Um, yeah. But I love Detroit in this game. Um, give me Detroit. Tampa, to me, yes, they've been playing well. But, like, I this there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I feel like there's going to be a lot of points. Both defenses, I think, can be exposed. Um, but give me Detroit. I don't like that it's six and a half because I think that this could be a field goal game. But I think Detroit wins by seven. So it's a nice little cover that they have. Elaine. Tampa Bay, but I just want to make it clear that Detroit is winning by three. Oh, okay. All All right. right. There we go. Now now she's getting it. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Now you're getting Um, it. I'm going to take Detroit here. Um, just because I really, really do like a pizza. I love Detroit in this game. I'm actually now, as you mentioned that all we had was Montgomery for Detroit. And like now, like my brain starting to like trigger like side bets that I can do where I'm like, "Mm, I kind of want to add more Detroit to that. I'm like, ah, I'm like, I might do that. We might do one after the pod again and just see how that feels. Yeah. 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 Let's, we can, hey, let's sleep on it. Yeah. You know what? Let's yeah, yeah. Let's see how we're feeling tomorrow morning. Yeah, wake up in the morning and be like, all right, Pete, before I go to work, what are we rolling this with here, dude? Yeah, there we go. Just Good. let your heart decide. Just let yeah. your... A whole new world. There it is. I knew it. Um, uh, Yeah, but I'm taking a tree. Yeah, see? There it is. Right. There it is. And I don't understand how like none of the sites have sponsored us yet. That's crazy. <laughs> um, Hopefully it will now. <laughs> um, and then we round it out with Kansas City. Going to Buffalo. Oh, shit, man. Is this Josh Allen revenge game, Elaine? Buffalo's favored by two and a half. <laughs> I need to think about this. Okay, I'll go to Pete. <laughs> oh, I, I know exactly what I'm doing here. Um, I do not bet against Patrick Mahomes. Um, as an underdog, absolutely. Yeah. When I saw this line come out, I was like, hell yeah. Give me Patrick Mahomes here. This, trust me, I would love Buffalo to win this game. I really would. I, I really would. But until they prove it, I can't yep. do it. Um, yep. I just can't do it, um, especially against a team that's won before. Now, you can say the outlier. We can say it. Patrick Mahomes is never playing the road. I'm not really worried about that. He's going to be fine. It's not like he's a rookie quarterback. He's going to be all right. Um, but no, give me the Chiefs. I know everyone hates it. It's not a sexy pick. Nobody's like, oh, yeah, Chiefs. No, I don't care. Give me the Chiefs. Two and a half. I love this. I, yep. get, two, I get plus two and a half here. Yeah, give me that. Yeah, I again, same boat. I really want Buffalo to win. I don't want Kansas City to win. But you just it's one thing I've learned is you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. You just don't. You don't do but, it. You know, especially in the playoffs, until proven otherwise. You know? And if this is a thing where I go down on this one, okay. I'm willing to lose on a plus two and a half Mahomes uh, in the playoffs. I just am at this point. Um, especially in the fa- – I mean, I think Buffalo's defense has played better than Miami's. But, like, that offense looked way different than it had the last, like, two months. You know what I For mean? Sure. Like. In- and Buffalo's got injuries on defense. Yeah. Like they got they got injuries. I don't even know where Razul Douglas is going to play. Um, he didn't play last week. They got some other, like, D-line issues. Like, I I don't like their linebacking court. Milano, I think this is where they get exposed. 
Um, I think that this this could be the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to cheer for Buffalo, but, I mean, especially Mahomes, like, not only betting against him, but, like, as an underdog, like, this, yeah. is, this is the Tom Brady rule. As much as I say I don't like Tom Brady, this is the Tom Brady rule. Yeah. He's the new Tom Brady where it's like, you really want to bet against him? Right, exactly. Elaine? What day is the game? Sunday? It, Sunday evening. Evening? Oh. Oh, I do have a stat for the Packers game. I should have said it earlier. I'll say it at the end. Okay, got you. Are you looking at the weather in Buffalo? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it. I really want Buffalo to win. Like, I really do. Um, this is... Sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Cousin Jeff. I have to go against Buffalo because, first of all, Mahomes, like, he, look how good he did in, like, sub-zero temperature. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be 18 degrees at night. I don't even think the seats are even going to be completely cleared off by Sunday. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. And I think that it was magical for Buffalo to have that game with the snow and throwing the snow in the air, but I think it's going to be a different vibe. It's going to be a little bit warmer for Kansas city and they're going to come in and be like, this is tropical. This is amazing. Let's go. Um, yeah. Kansas. So I'm, I'm big in Kansas city. Hmm. But, like, if they lose, I really want Taylor Swift to write a diss track about Buffalo's snow. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. That's all P- I ask. Pete's Heaty. We picked the exact same way today. Look at that. Yeah, I don't feel good about that. Like, I don't either. Because, I've been real bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Might have switched a few. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like this. Um, but, no, the stat I wanted to bring up for the Packers game um, – and this is more like a San Francisco future. Like the Niners could still win on Sunday or win on Saturday. Um, and this stat could still hold up. But a team that has lost to Kirk Cousins during the regular season has not won the Super Bowl. Oh, that's true. So I did year, see that. Kirk Cousins. But so did so, the Packers. Dang yeah, it. That was the thing. Ah. I was just going to tell you that. Ah. I saw the same stat, so they're like, that's weird. Ah, no. Both those teams lost to Kirk Cousins, so oh, what's going to happen? Detroit, baby! Woo! Yeah, whatever. Um, but the <laughs> other thing I was going to mention is on Saturday, it's a waxing gibbous um, moon, which the Packers played really well on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. against the Lions. But the other part is it is National Cheese Lovers Day. On Saturday. So the Cheeseheads are playing on Saturday. I don't know. Something to think about. Something to think about. I said it with my full chest two weeks in a row, and it's because the vibes are high for Green Bay. Do not get mad at me, Brian. Right now, I'm off. Hey, Nick's Nick's mom's a diehard San Fran fan. Gotta roll with him for his mom. Uh, even though she talked mad shit about the Bears every time we go watch the game there. Just well, talks then maybe mad she doesn't shit. deserve that kind of happy. Oh, but you know what? Now, nah, she's a gangster. Packers, she deserves it. She deserves Packers it. Packers fans talk a she's lot of shit. She deserves it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They do. Yeah. Pete's usually the only one that's pretty calm now. 
He's the only one. Yeah. yeah. We're weird. pretty. Res- we're just respectful to each other. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Respectful. Yeah. Yeah. We got old and it just doesn't matter anymore. You know, we're yeah, just, just it doesn't matter when you haven't like beaten them since like 2015. Like, it's just hard to do anything with it. You know what I mean? I'm, I think now, you know, you give it some time and like the Bears win a few. Then I think P gets a little heated. Though. Then I think he starts to get a little yeah, pissed off. Yeah. It's going to happen this coming season. Yeah. With Caleb All Williams. Right. All right. It is. It is. All when, right. When Mike Vrabel gets hired and brings in Luke Fickle and they just destroy everything. I don't know. I'm still, I am really wanting this to happen. Do you understand? Like I have been using all of my energy, like care bear energy. And I'm like, we care, (laughs) bring them all to Chicago. It would be amazing. (sighs) I am unhinged. I know. Okay. Yeah. She's so unhinged about Ohio. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't get to be on. Okay. Listen, I have to be rational when it comes to hockey. Right. Mm -hmm. And for 16 plus games a season, usually just 16 games because of my teams, I get to be the most unrational, irrational, unhinged sports fan. Mm. And Sundays bring me joy because of my unhingedness. So now you get this on the podcast. You went from BK yelling to unhinged Elaine. Some would say it's the same. Some would say. Yeah. Some, Some would say, say. same vibe. Same vibe, vibe. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at AM Nation Pod. Hit the follow button on all of those. Listen to the podcast on podcast platforms such as Apple Podcast and Spotify. Just search Amalgamation Nation. Check that out. Give it a share, listen, all those good things. We appreciate it. Twitch.tv slash Undead Black Bulls, where you find David. You give him a follow and a sub. If you have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch gaming sub a month. So give him your Twitch Prime sub. And also help support the show at AM Na- using that content creator code AMNationPod at the Epic Game Store uh, on your PC when you're playing Fortnite, all that good stuff. Use that code AMNationPod. Help support the show at no oh, extra cost to you. Everybody, enjoy Division Round Weekend. It's probably this, the best weekend in football all year long. Enjoy it. Hopefully your bets hit. And as always, you stay breezy.